to talk to you this morning about the blessed insurance, not insurance, inheritance. (laughs) It's insurance too, but the blessed inheritance, you know, when you get to my age, you start thinking about those kinds of end time things. This is just kind of hot here. You start thinking about these kind of end time things. And uh, so I was thinking about inheritances and things like that. And so I decided to look in the Word of God, and I saw this is the message for this morning, that inheritance is mentioned quite a few times in Scripture, over 230 times in in the Old Testament. And God talks about promises, and he talks about inheritance. And maybe there are those that have received an inheritance from your parents, maybe there are Those of us who haven't received an inheritance, but we all have an inheritance from Father God. So as I meditated upon this and I looked into the Word of God, this is what the message came to me today. We're all partakers of a new covenant, you know, but uh, we got to start in the Old Testament because that's where the covenant was first formed and first given to us. So the last three messages that I ministered here to us was about warfare. It was about Christ as our captain, and it was about the invasion of the enemy. You know, the mind of Christ is what's supposed to be in us. We're supposed to be focused on God and spiritual things, but the enemy seeks to invade our minds and and cause us to worry or fear or fret. Maybe none of you do that, but in case you do, that's an invasion of the enemy which we have to ward off, and Christ will help us to do that. And then we talked about fighting the good fight of faith. But so this this morning what I want to talk about is um, the spiritual warfare that is going on in the earth and that no matter what the outcome of the earth's problems is, we have an eternal life and we have a blessed inheritance. And so I want to talk about that. I want I, I want to share with you the beginning message is in Genesis 26, 4 and 5. And this is about the blessed inheritance. It says there, God is speaking to Abraham and he says, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. So there is an inheritance that's promised. It was promised because Abraham obeyed God. So there must be something to that. God must expect us to move in obedience to him so that we can be the seed that's blessed in this passage of scripture. The blessings of God has filled the earth. You know, there's so much turmoil by the enemy that we're so brought up, maybe not we, but humanity is brought up in all of the cares of this world. Now we're in Afghanistan and all those difficulties and then the horrible things that have happened in Haiti and all around the world, there are difficulties and trials. And so our mind has some thoughts of all these things. And the enemy invades our mind, keeps us from trust and belief in God. But we have an inheritance in Christ if we can keep our mind upon him. So the blessings of God filled the earth, even though it doesn't look like it. It is still the truth of the word of God that his blessings has filled the earth. So I want us to consider the blessings of our inheritance today. 
In Deuteronomy 28, 3 and 4, it says, Blessed art thou, and I know you know this, but let's just be reminded of it. Blessed art thou, you know, in the city, and blessed art thou in the field, and blessed shall thou be in the fruit of thy body. And then if you're, if you're a farmer, the cattle and the ground and all those things are blessed, or your job is blessed, or whatever you put your hands to is blessed. The blessings of God is promised to his people. And so there's a requirement as we go into the blessings of God. Deuteronomy 28.10, 8. 28.8 says, The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouse. That means, you know, our needs are met. And in all that thou sittest thine hand unto, he shall bless thee in the land. We are blessed in the USA. We don't always feel it. We get into warfare over politics and things like that. But our country is blessed. And we must continue the fight against the uh, powers of darkness and pray for our land and our uh, leadership and that God will keep his hand upon our country because we are a country formed by God. And the ninth verse says, The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto thee. You know, I don't think that probably it's been a few days since anybody looked in the mirror and said, Oh, I know you're holy. You know, we don't recognize anything about holiness about us, do we? But we are a holy people. And that means that we have divine favor with God. And the divine favor is that he forgave us our transgressions. And he gave us eternal life. And we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. So all of this is promised. This inheritance is promised. The blessings of Abraham is promised to all of the seeds of this world. But our part is that we should keep the commandments of the Lord, that we should be obedient to him. It, it's not just flung out there for everybody because I think that we're living in a society today where somebody dies, we just stand there and say, well, I know they're with the angels or I know they're up higher. You know, that's not true, church. They can only be with the angels and with God if they are born again, if they've been faithful to the covenant of God, and if they've been a sincere Christian before God. The Bible says that everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is not going into the kingdom of God. The Bible also says that the way is narrow. You cannot live like this and expect to get into eternal life. There, It's, an, it's a narrow way. And by that, that doesn't mean that, that we, we can't live a life here. But it means that there is righteousness, rightness, right ways in us. We do the right thing. Sometimes we have to say, I'm sorry. Sometimes we have to say, forgive me. Sometimes we have to go the extra mile after we've gone the extra mile 40 times. Do you know what I'm saying? You love your children. Sometimes our children, uh, uh, you know, they, they upset us. But we still have to love them and forgive them. And God is more powerful of parent than we are. And God forgives us over and over at the little idiosyncrasies that go on in our life. I think this is an important message today because I think God's people, and I've said it many times and I will say it again, that we live underneath, beneath the power that God has for us. But the power comes out of obedience and the power comes out of looking at what God's commandment is. Now, if you went to the Old Testament and you tried to do every restriction, every law that God gave, you would be a failure just like 
like the Israelites. But Jesus came and he brought a new way, a new covenant. And in that new covenant, there's just one verse, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And, you know, we love him, but with our whole heart, with our whole being, with our whole mind. You know, there is a depth of love that God requires out of his people. So this is interesting throughout the years as a Christian. You know, have you ever been made to feel uncomfortable because you're a Christian? You know, maybe your job said you you can't speak about God on your job or you've gone places and they've all stood around the water bend or whatever and and took the name of the lord in vain and then they looked at you and you sort of felt sheepish you know i mean there's always been those kinds of things that's gone on in christianity but once the saint of god realizes who they are in god and what inheritance they have in him and that they're blessed and that they're holy and that they're a true sincere christian loving god with all their heart they will stand out among the crowd and they will be a witness and that's what this is about today that we want, we have an a blessed inheritance but we must be a true witness for jesus christ so the bible says that they'll be afraid of us you know, we've all we've all let let ourselves be fearful of them. Now that fear is a big word there, but we've all all been kind of quiet. Well, I don't want to make waves. How many ever ever said that? I I should have said something right then, but uh, I didn't want to make waves. I didn't want to cause confusion. You know. Well, see, that's us making excuse for not standing up. For the power of God that lives in us. Because when they take the Lord thy God's name in vain. They should be corrected immediately. Because we are born again believers. And we don't like that. We don't want that. We want to stand for Christ. And this is all part of our inheritance that's coming. Because God has blessed us with an inheritance to overcome. To be an overcomer. And so this is a fear of God. You know, that is in us. It's not a fear like they're fearful to turn away from us. It's a fear that just wants us to be quiet. It's better if we're quiet so we don't cause any trouble. But you know what? It's time that the saints of God stand up and make trouble for the enemy. Because he has taken too much leeway. And he is he is now empowering himself to come against the church of Jesus Christ. And to come against the saints. And even to mock what we stand for. So so this is the fear of God. The, the fear of God should be in us. If we're a true overcoming witness for Jesus Christ, they should back off. When they come in contact with a sincere Christian, they should either back off or they should be drawn to you and have questions for you. The world seems to break God's laws and we have to just walk around kind of quiet. You know, they're they're saying that we can't say anything about homosexuality in the pulpits. They're saying that we can't say anything uh, that the word of God. One day they're saying there there are those thoughts out there that are saying that the word of God is is a, a power force of negativeness against people. And they're they're working on it, church. They're working on it. And this is the end result of what's coming in the last days. You know, that first of all, they have they have um, reversed the word of God. They've changed the word of God. And now next thing that they're going to do is say that you can't talk about the word of God wherever you go. If you have to give up a good job that is greatly paying and they say you cannot say the word of God, will you give it up? 
And what if they say, and they say you cannot have your social security anymore because you're a Christian? These are things to think about, church, because we have to come to a place where we stand for God. And God is faithful. God has been faithful to me for 81 years of my life. I've worked the ministry. I've worked for free. I've worked for pay. I've worked for this. But you know what? He has taken care of me. I'm at the end, and I'm so blessed. And I want to tell you of a truth. You'll go through hard places. You'll go through lack. You'll go through loss. You'll go through those things. But he will be with you at the end, and your end is better than your beginning. And it's seen in the book of Job. That's the greatest picture of all, that Job went through it all. But at the end, he was more blessed than when it started. So when you get into difficulties and trials, church, just know this, that once you get through it, if you get through it, if you'll stand firm and get through it, your end will be better than your beginning. That's the word of the Lord. So I want to talk about the wonderful songs of Psalms. Those songs are sang many times because they were in trouble, many times because they were in heartache, many times uh, uh, some of the songs of David is, I was in the horrible pit, you know. So Christians have problems. Christians have difficulties. Christians have pain and grief. But God is faithful because he has given us a blessed inheritance in him. And so the psalmist said, you know, Psalm, Psalm 212. Now consider the psalms that have their difficulties, and this is their responses. It says, blessed are they that put their trust in him. I mean, David has been searched, uh, fought for for his whole life to get to the kingship that God said he was going to be. And yet they say, blessed is he who puts their trust in the Lord. You may not understand why you're putting your trust in him when you're in a grief-stricken situation. But if you will put your trust in him, you will see that the promises of God will prevail in your life. Psalm 32, 1 says, Blessed is he, and this is the most powerful one of all. And this is why I, I, I wanted to preach this message. Because blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. That is the greatest scripture in the Bible. I mean, next to the sacrifice of Christ, but it's for what he's done for us. Blessed are those that those transgressions that are covered and and that our sin is forgiven. I tell you, church, you know, that that's the rock upon which we stand. That's our Christ. That's our salvation. Psalm 37, 26, it says he's ever merciful and and he is ever lendeth and his seed is blessed. Consider this this morning, church. You are the seed of Abraham, and all the blessings of Abraham are abounded toward you. But it takes us believing and trusting and being obedient in God. That means we need more of the word of God. That means we need more worship. That means we need more. You know, we just come to church for one hour on Sunday or two hours with Sunday school. But you know what? We need to spend more time in the presence of God because we are going to need to be energized for these last days because we're a blessed people. Um Maybe you don't feel so blessed today, or maybe you didn't feel blessed last week. You know, maybe last week was a bad week, and you didn't feel so blessed. But it doesn't matter the circumstances. The blessings of God are there. 
And we have to live in the blessings rather than all of the disappointments of life. So uh, Psalm 37, 26, it says he's merciful. He lendeth us. Verse 28 says the Lord forsaketh not his saints. Did you ever say where is God in all this? Did you ever go through trials and tribulations and you just say, God, I love you. I know you're there, but where are you? You know, because that's that's the invasion of the enemy to think that you are left alone. But the word of God says, and everyone here can quote it, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And in these days, as we see the signs of the time, we must understand that we have a blessed uh, a blessed inheritance in God. And it doesn't matter what happens to us. My doctor was talking to me about the shot and about all the COVID and all those things. And, and finally he said, okay, pastor, what do you have to say? And I said, well, uh, you know, it's, it's blessed to have life and it's blessed to be with Jesus. You know, he goes, man, I knew that. (laughs) But you know, the thing of it is, is we have to have our testimony, whatever our testimony is, we have to stand for it. But my doctor's a Christian, so he, he understood, but but uh, he wasn't expecting, I don't think he was expecting me to say that. But Psalm 41 one says, Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in the time of trouble. I believe this is why our church doors are still open today. Because we have always had a missionary spirit. We have always given to the less fortunate. We go to the prisons. We feed the poor. You know, when I first came here and pastored, in the first few years, I it used to, I don't know how it happened, but people would come off the highway, you know, and they would see the steeple. That's before everything changed. And they would see the steeple from, from the bypass or from the highway. And they would come off and they would, they would come to the door and they would want to know, could we help them because they were traveling and they were out of gas or they would, didn't have money for food. And many times... That happened, and many times I would call up Dorothy and go, can I get some money for this? You know, we have to have bowels of compassion, and I believe that that is one thing that keeps us a strong church is because we do care about that. So that's part of our inheritance, to to be blessed, to consider the poor. And many of you give uh, in the missionary offerings, and uh, God says to those that do that, he will deliver you in the time of trouble. That's the word of God. What does blessed mean? Well, it means that you're dedicated for divine purpose. It means you're de- dedicated. When something is blessed, like the altar, if you bless it, something is blessed, you bless it for divine purpose. So over and over and over and over, Hundreds of times in scripture, it talks about his people being blessed. How can we get away from it that we have not been dedicated to divine purpose? Well, the divine purpose is different in all of us. Maybe it's just to go somewhere and help somebody. Maybe it's somewhere to make a phone call. Maybe it's to play an instrument. But we all have a divine purpose. And if you look at your life today and you say, well, what is my divine purpose? I say, get on your face and ask God, what is my divine purpose? And lead me to it and and make me do it. Because that's the blessings of the Lord in our life. Uh, Blessed means also, it means consecrated. These are big words to me, but consecrated means to invoke divine favor. 
You know, have you ever just felt like you don't have divine favor? This happens and that happens and something else happens. I've had a week like that. No matter what you go into and you try, you know, it doesn't work. You ever have a situation like that, a crisis like that? Just, you know, everything goes wrong. You plan this and your plans don't work out and you have difficulties, you know. But God has blessed us with divine favor. And he has dedicated us for a divine purpose. And what does divine mean? It means God. It means we should do something for God. Psalm 119.2 says, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with a whole heart. I believe this is something that's wrong in Christianity today, the whole heart syndrome. We want to go to heaven so we get saved. That's the world's idea. But the Christian should know that God wants more than just the salvation. God wants your whole heart. And in having your whole heart, we will serve him with a greater dedication. If there's ever a day that God is calling for his people to have a greater dedication, it's this hour, it's this day, it's this moment, it's this generation. We are a blessed people. We need to act like we're a blessed people. We need to let that testimony that we are a blessed people. When somebody says, well, how are you doing today? Well, I'm blessed. You know, I don't have a penny in my pocket and my car is out of gas. But, hey, I'm blessed. It works, church, because it's positive and it's what God says. And he says you're blessed. And maybe you're out of gas because he's got a divine purpose for something to happen supernatural in your life. We traveled in the ministerials uh, a van uh, in college, in our Bible college. And we would we would travel, and sometimes we would get somewhere, and they wouldn't take a check. And that's all we had. We didn't have no money. We just had the church check or the ministry check. And we would get somewhere, and we would get out of gas. And several times, and toys witnessed to this, that God literally met us and gave us gas. One place we pulled in, we just drudged in. We didn't have any money, we and we weren't home yet. And it was late at night because we always traveled in in the night to get to work in the morning. And and we went in to talk to them to see if they would take a check. And they said, oh, that man just paid your your gas bill. It happened. See, God has purpose to bless his people. Sometimes we don't allow his blessings because we work so hard to do it in our own way that if we would just relax and understand that God's blessings are abundant towards his people and and if you're out of gas and you have to sit there for a while just say god what is your purpose in this you know (laughs) should i have gotten gas or maybe you couldn't get gas so then you need to just trust god see what god will do he's done miracles for us when we traveled in the ministerials for years he he met such divine favor that he gave us but you know in those days boy we were gung-ho for jesus that's all we thought about that's all we did we fasted we prayed you know we were so powerful we thought and then we found that we always had to depend upon him and he always met the need i forget i i i transgress here a little bit but once we were in a storm and and the pastor said you can't go it's in a storm and we said well we have to go we said we would go we have a meeting that's the time when we turned the van around and around in the ice on the on the uh, overpass <laughs> Uh, Jim about lost it. But uh, anyhow, 
when it got done spinning, it was straight up in the road and on down the road we went. Mona had a Holy Ghost breakthrough, and (laughs) I have lots of stories to tell there, but I try not to tell stories when I preach. But blessed are they that keep his testimonies. Our testimony was we said we'd be there, we're going to be there, and if it's snowing, we're going. And, you know, I want to be that strong today. I, I pray that I am. I want to be that strong today. But we have to be strong with our witness and our testimony because we're the blessed of the Lord. We are have divine purpose for God with God. Matthew 13. Now, those are the Old Testament promises and things. But Matthew 13, 16 through 17, listen to what this scripture says. Blessed are your eyes, for they see. Blessed are your ears, for they hear. Do you ever just think about the fact that you see and you hear is a blessing? And it says in 17, of course, this is spiritual. But it says, For verily I say unto you that many prophets and religious people have desired to see the things that you see and the things that you hear. They haven't seen, they haven't heard, but you have heard them. Now, what is that saying? All Old Testament saints who prophesied that a Savior would come forth. They didn't know what they were saying. They prophesied it. They looked for it. You know this in the New Testament. says they did all these things, and yet they didn't see the sacrifice of Christ. But we've seen the sacrifice of Christ in his word. We've heard it in his word, and we have more energy spiritually than our forefathers, if you could just understand the word of God. Because God says that they they were great people, but they didn't see the finished product. We have seen the finished product, which is Christ, our sacrifice, who has forgiven us of our sins. We don't have to wait on the, the atonement every year. We can go to God to this very moment if the need is there. Isaiah sixty five twenty three it says, They shall not labor in vain. Sometimes when I labored, I didn't want to. But the Bible says that we have not labored in vain, for they, for we are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. So not only are you blessed, but your offspring is blessed. And it's hard to think that when sometimes your offspring isn't serving God. But have faith. There's a scripture that says, I'll bring them from the east, the west, the north, and the south. You know, and just have faith and trust God and keep praying. And your divine purpose is to cover them with the blood of Jesus to keep praying for them. Because this is the word of the Lord. It says, you know, you are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and your offspring with him. Remind the Lord, I say in my notes, remind the Lord about this when you pray for your children. I had to remind myself. And it shall come to pass that before they call, this is the same passage of scripture, I will answer, and while they're yet speaking, I will hear. So I want to say to you, if you have children that are not serving the Lord, just keep on praying, because the word of God says that he will answer, and the answer is already on the way. We just have to have faith and trust God for it. Luke eleven twenty eight says, Blessed are they that hear the word of the Lord. Now that's great, isn't it? How many know that you're blessed if you hear the word of the Lord? But the last part of that scripture is, and keep it, and keep it, 
and keep it. So we're blessed if we hear the word of the Lord and if we keep it. Talk about blessings. We're a blessed people. But ultimately, the greatest blessing, the greatest thing is our spiritual inheritance. Matthew 25, 34, it says, Come, ye blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. You know, how important is that this morning, church? Come, ye blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Isaiah 65, 9 says, I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob and out of Judah, an inheritor of my mountains. We, all, we have those beautiful mountains. And mine elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. Proverbs 8, 21, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. Now, church, you know, that sounds good on the outside and, and for physical things, material things. But if you have the spiritual things, the material things will, will be okay. We need to have an update in our spiritual conditions. You know, it's so important that we hear the word of God, that we keep it. And then we have to realize that we, we can, if we love the Lord, we can inherit substance and he will fill our treasures. Well, he'll bless us in the store, but he'll also bless us in the, in the fruit of our bodies. He'll give us the treasures. He keeps us alive. We're, we're, we, we might be what they call a senior church, but we're all on our feet, aren't we? And we're all worshiping God, and we all have divine purpose. So it don't matter about those things. God has strengthened this church and this people and blessed us. And I want us to see that we have a blessed inheritance that Jesus offered his own blood that made a sacrifice of his suffering that we might inherit eternal life. And sometimes, church, in the midst of all the chaos and the stress and the anxiety of the day, and the devil brings that at us all the time, that we forget that we're on a journey for eternal life and that somebody gave their life that we could be blessed with this life. We have divine favor today. God has given us the most glorious, blessed inheritance. Colossians 1, and I know that you're familiar with this, but I just know that God wants us to be strengthened in the knowledge of his blessings. It says that we're partakers of an inheritance in light. We're partakers of an inheritance in light. What does that mean? Jesus said what? I am the, I am the light of the world. Guess who lives in us, church? The light of the world lives in us. God in his power and his Holy Spirit lives in us. We are a powerful people in God, not in our own self, not in the flesh, not in material things, but in God. And we need to act like we are the children of God, the blessed of God. And maybe you do, but sometimes I, 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 I am in the mully grubs. And I guess I just preached a sermon to myself. But we have an inheritance in God. And 
when I read that, I, I thought how powerful that is, that we just need to sit down sometime instead of counting all the things that are gone wrong and seeing everything that is negative in our life, that we start to understand that we're partakers of the light of Christ. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, we're partakers of that. We are partakers of the light of the world. We are to shine for God. They are to see a difference in us. They, they When they look at us, their, our countenance should say, I have light in me. Amen. He delivered us from the power of darkness and he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The enemy works at bringing us into darkness. The enemy works, you know, of bringing strongholds against us. But I tell you today that we are favored of God. Jesus is the light of the world and that light lives in us. I just pray this morning, oh God, keep us in your light. Let that light be brilliant in us. What a blessed inheritance that we have. Scripture tells us that when we believe in Jesus and his redemptive service, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We're sealed. We're sealed. We're special to God. We have divine purpose. There's so much blessing in serving Jesus and a powerful inheritance of eternal life. And this passage of scripture and you're very familiar with it psalm 33 blessed is a nation whose god is the lord that's why our nation is still standing today because god is our lord in this nation and the last part of that is just wonderful it says and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance now if you didn't hear anything else i want you to hear this this says and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. God has inherited us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Our salvation in Christ brings glory to God. And the thing that God wanted the most was some people to love him. And the Israelites failed and failed and failed and failed and failed. And he said to his son, you know, would you... Would you give me an inheritance and shed your blood that I could have a body of people that I could call my own who would love me and worship me? So while he's giving us a divine inheritance of eternal life, God himself is glorified through our salvation and the sacrifice that Jesus gave. I want to close this morning with a passage of scripture and I wish that everybody would open the Bible to this and I want us to see it together as we close because I feel that I feel that the blessings of God should burst forth from our innermost being until you know it's like our team wins you know if you're a Hawkeye and your team team wins You're not embarrassed to shout, are you? No? Okay. Well, Tammy's the only one that's not. (laughs) You know, if your team, whatever team you are, the 49ers or whatever, and your team wins, nobody's embarrassed to shout. Nobody's embarrassed, you know, to paint your face or jump up and down or run the aisles, you know, whatever, if your team wins. And church, our team wins. You read the back of the book and our team wins. God is looking for an audible worship 
that will flow into the heavens of grace and mercy and that he can hear the praises of his people. And I pray that God will just stir our hearts until when we're given opportunity that would just burst forth, you know, with praise and glory because we win. We are winners in Christ. So let's read this scripture together. First Chronicles 29. And I'm wait till I hear that we're all there because I want so much for, for us to just see this powerful prayer that David play, prayed. First Chronicles 29, Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, First and Second Chronicles. First Chronicles 29, verse 10 through 13. <laughs> you got to have her Bible. This is David, David who suffered so much, you know, difficulties of getting to where God wanted him. And at the even at the end, he suffered because of things. But this is his blessing to God. And I want us to just read it together. And, and it's First Chronicles 29, 10th through the 13th verse. Because I, I, I want us to have... A spirit of blessing in us. Okay, let us go. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, O Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. So if you have a pale day, Pale day is, you know, when you don't feel so good. Just open up this bulletin and read that passage of scripture and know that in him we are favored with purpose and that His he is the power that we serve. Because church, we don't serve a limp God. We serve a powerful God and we have a blessed uh, inheritance of eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, so much for the power of your word today. Thank you, Lord, that you care about us so much that you would put within us divine favor. I pray, O oh God, today that we would feel our worth in you. Lord, that we would feel the power of your purpose. Father God, that we would not be dormant, but that we, there would be a movement in us for the presence of God, that there would be a movement in us for worship, Lord, that we recognize we win. And so we're just a little more audible with our winning, Father God, than if we lost. But you gave us, uh, you covered our transgression and our sin was the greatest thing that you could do for us. And we want to be a great inheritance unto you, Lord. So we pray today, Lord Jesus, that you would guide your people father god and that you would just permeate their presence 
your presence in them, I pray in Jesus' name.